0: Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still
1: got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go.
2: Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, and today with our guest host, Jay Kelly Hoey. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guys on this learning journey. To learn more about Kelly, check out her website at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. Okay, Kelly, let's get the conversation going.
1: Thanks, Marty. I am absolutely thrilled today to have um, a really special guest and a really interesting diversity, inclusion, technology, women in tech conversation. So I really wanna welcome to the show, Julie Elberfeld. She is a senior vice president in card and small business technology and the executive sponsor of diversity and inclusion for technology at Capital One Financial Corporation. She's had an esteemed career in technology uh, with roles in software engineering and an IT consultant. and I say to where she is today, welcome to the Business Builder Show, Julie.
0: Thank you, Kelly, glad to be here.
1: So this is a really interesting women in tech survey. It's a little different, I wanna really dive into this one and the survey is really looking at what's driving senior women like yourself uh, to, I'm gonna say who are in tech, to stay in tech, to be successful. Let's start with this. Why this Women in Tech survey? What's the reason, what's your motivation for conducting um, uh, the survey on success in tech?
0: Yeah, Kelly, you know, I got engaged in this diversity and inclusion work in the technology industry in a big way about five years ago. And when I started digging into a lot of the data around representation and hiring and the various aspects of the diversity conversation, the one statistic that really stood out for me was that 56% of women were dropping out of the tech industry by the midpoint of their career. And that just really was startling for me, that over half the women were leaving, and that was over double the rate of their male peers. And so it just was startling, and I thought important to dig into that further. But yet I also realized that when we always talk about the women who are leaving tech, we start to paint this picture of those experiences and it doesn't reflect on the successes of women who actually stayed and thrived in technology um, and you know didn't really reflect my own story. So part of the reason we wanted to do this survey is to really highlight that positive picture of women who have stayed and thrived in technology careers and see how we could determine if their experience um, differed from those who left and what we could learn from that as an industry. You know, we feel like the diversity and inclusion work for the industry isn't just about um, encouraging women to stay in the tech field, a really important objective, but also to encourage young people to pursue that STEM education that might lead them on a really great career in tech. And we felt like this story of the women who succeeded could be that inspiration to help those young women also see themselves in tech and maybe even help us understand as an industry what's going on in the culture and in our companies that could work to create a more welcoming environment. So we were just wanting to see what the industry could do to address these challenges based on um, looking at those women who have stayed in tech.
1: That's, it's so great. You know, you always say you can't be what you can't see. So these women who are thriving, what can we learn from them about success?
0: you know, I really have enjoyed this survey so much. And what we found was when we asked them what fueled their success in tech, we asked them to pick from a list of everything that applied in terms of why, um, what they felt contributed to their success. And what we found was that these senior women cited that there were several factors that influenced their, you know, kind of X factor and why they've stayed in technology. Um, They found the work intellectually challenging. As a top um, statistic, 39% of the women said it was intellectually challenging work that really propelled their success. Good and fair pay and benefits. Also, right up there in the top factors, flexibility and work-life balance, the ability to participate in meaningful work, and their own grit and determination. Um, And so I found, found it really interesting that another really top reason that women stayed is the work itself. So There's a whole category of of things that they selected around the work itself, as well as this good and fair comp and work life flexibility. And Kelly, for me, it just thrilled me to see that that flexibility and work life work life balance showed up so positively, because I think a lot of people will tell you that you know a tech career is demanding and oh I won't be able to have a family or I won't be able to balance my personal time. And so I just found it really inspiring to see that. You know, that was right up at the top of the list of the things that fueled success for people. It really feels, you know, meaningful to me because I can see in my own career that, um, you know, I have had that flexibility to raise three kids to adulthood um, while, you know, achieving success in a tech career and um, also the financial means to feel, you know, that I could support my family and um that's always been really important to me, so I was excited to see that counter to what a lot of people might believe that women who stayed felt like work like work life balance was a really important factor
1: wow that's that's like amazing and it and I'm assuming you know the nature of the work and those other i, don't, I hate to call them benefits, but those other aspects of the job you know is kind of the stuff that carries you through um a, a profession and a part of an industry that is so characterized by, you know, kind of geeks and programmers, and not exactly, um, I would say, aspiring to a lot of people. Put put just women aside on all of that. Um, was there more about the work that you wanted to expand upon, or I'm, oh, you know, I've got lots of questions for you, but you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, it's it's really interesting to me because we have had. This whole conversation in the industry about the stereotype, or you know, the the programmer culture, um, and, and we start to build this profile of who actually belongs in technology. And you even hear stories of people saying that you know, women just don't fit or don't belong, or they don't, they're not interested in technology work. That's why they're choosing other fields. And what I found really, really compelling was that the survey tells us something quite different. Um, It wasn't surprising to me that the work itself was part of the driver behind Women Stayed, but it was sort of the depth to which it was such a big driver. In fact, it was the top three reasons that women who have stayed and realized success in tech felt like they stayed. The top reason was they were good at the work. Fifty-six percent of the women said, I'm just good at the work, that's why I've stayed. Their enjoyment around other technologists. So again. Is it that they don't like the people? Absolutely not. You know, it was the second most popular reason that women say they stayed in tech was the enjoyment of the other people that they work with. And the third reason was the love of the work itself. So it just shows me, you know, that this is the work is such an important factor. And then there were other related items in in the study, like that the work was intellectually challenging. And so I think if you take, you know, the nature of the work, combining it with, that fair comp and flexibility component, you really are seeing that the right environment combined with the work is really what is propelling women into senior levels in tech.
1: Wow, it's just phenomenal. Um just want to remind everyone we're talking with Julie Elber- Elberfeld, um, who is Senior Vice President in Card and Small Business Technology at Capital One. She is their executive sponsor of Diversity and Inclusion, and we will include in the show notes um, more information on the survey and where you can find results and um, all these exciting things that we're talking about with respect to women in tech and a very different women in tech study Um, And I'm absolutely thrilled that you guys have done this. You mentioned the word grit before. Boy, do we hear that word bantered around in the entrepreneurship and startup community. Um, Why is this important? And how are women in tech displaying grit?
0: You know, this grit question was a hunch that I had and asked to be included in the survey because I often feel in my own experience, that I think my orientation towards like perseverance made a difference in my career. And I often hear other senior women talk about that whole grit factor in their success. And as you mentioned, we hear it a lot. Um, So we were just curious how much of a factor that was in women's perspective on their career in tech. And in fact, in the study, we did see that women felt like part of their success was oriented around their own sense of grit, their determination, perseverance, and ability to focus. Um, It really was one of the top factors of why women felt they succeeded in tech. And um, I thought that it was interesting that there were other questions that we asked that were related to that. Um, And those were around the value of confidence, perseverance, and focus. And these were astounding numbers. Ninety percent of the women who stayed said they were confident or very confident in their ability to solve a difficult technical problem. That whole orientation towards problem solving is something I don't think we talk enough about. And that's something that's clearly a high level of confidence for these women who've succeeded in tech. Um, 93% said their ability to persevere was excellent or very good. And 74% said that they had a higher um, ability to focus than their peers. So these are all elements that you might relate to that sort of concept of grit and perseverance. Um, and so, definitely a really important factor in these women's success.
1: So, I want to flip to a personal question since, you know, in some ways you are your own survey audience. Um, your own career from software engineering, IT consultant, you know, I would say 2010 or so, you headed over to Capital One. Um, how and when did you figure out where you were going to focus? your career ambitions and, you know, what, what were some of the factors there for you personally?
0: Awesome question and certainly was a factor in uh, the this, this survey itself. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think after a, you know, three-decade long career in tech, it's, you always have the advantage of looking backwards and realizing, you know, what were some of the factors that shaped your decision and you have that advantage of being able to look backwards and realize that there are sort of phases of your career and your decision making. Um, You know, in my initial um, entry into tech was quite accidental. I was a math major in college and um, thought I was going to pursue a PhD, and then I get out and find that, you know, I need to work, and someone offered me the chance to be a computer programmer. So my initial entry into tech was, you know, like I said, somewhat accidental. But the cool thing and why I chose to pursue that was it was really consistent with my interests around, like, problem solving. I love solving problems, and so what I found was that my whole orientation around technology was a real problem-solving orientation. Um, I was definitely able to stay in the career through the phase of my life that was about, like, raising children and needing to provide for a family, and so, you know, the whole ability to realize financial success, and quite honestly, that flexibility thing, I think it's it's really something that's really interesting. I think the tech itself gives us flexibility, the ability to work wherever we need to work, um, and even just the nature of the work. I often had conversations with my sister, who was an educator, and although she had, you know, opportunities to take summers off, for example, in her early career, she was – didn't have a lot of flexibility at all during the school year when she needed to be in the classroom. So, you know, I found that sometimes my own my own world was my way more flexible than hers. A career that people often think of is flexible. Um, but then I found later in my career, Kelly, that I found that the work was something that I had passion around. I loved being around the people of technology. I loved the sense of building things that were tangible, that our customers were using, that it was creative and analytical and problem solving, and that I had this constant sense of accomplishment of what you know we were able to do as a tech organization, um, and a real sense of purpose. So I think those were the things that really drove my passion to um, stay in tech um, for uh, three decades.
1: Yeah, well, and we're glad you did. So you know, th- <laughs> thank-, thank you for that. Um, Marty, I know you like one of these conversations. You're always in the back, busily writing notes, but you know I expect you to jump in at some point. You know, is not just to be so quiet there as the host of the show. Well,
2: Julie, if I can, um, Julie mentioned sense of purpose, and I read the uh, survey. That is uh, pretty important in the survey. If you go a little deeper on that, Julie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that. Um, you know, for me, really resonated as well, because I think that it's something that we don't talk enough about and how um, the sense of purpose is something that can really propel people's career and they can, you know, overcome obstacles because they feel that they're really doing something that's meaningful and important. And it was was one of the, you know, top X factors was that, you know, they were doing meaningful work. Um, And I think we don't, Talk about that enough with young women. I often feel like when I talk to young women, I want to say to them, "What is the biggest problem you'd like to try to solve in the world?" And then help them see that you know purpose uh, or the technology can help them solve mm-hmm. that problem and really drive that sense of purpose. And you know, it can really be um, really an important contribution to changing the world and to helping young people realize their dreams. And so, I think that's a, a conversation that we don't have. Um,
2: often enough. I agree.
1: So, so cool. Another int- intriguing part of the survey for me, um, and I think this is one where, you know, what's the message to employers? Um, that a lot of the women who had left tech tech liked the work. Like what as as someone who is hiring people, you know, what's the kind of message to employers out there and who are losing um this incredible talent?
0: You know That is one of my most favorite findings of the survey, and one that quite honestly surprised me somewhat, Um, and not that there was this top factor, but the depth and consistency, even among women who left, was that they loved the work. They loved that it was intellectually challenging. They loved to work around the people, that the work was making a difference. Like. Really liking the work was something that 78% of the women who stayed said they were happy with the work. And even of the women who left, only 2% said they were not happy with the work. So it really says there's something beyond the work itself that got in the way of those women who decided to leave the tech career. And I think that's a real wake-up call for employers. It really says to them, if you want to retain women, you really need to look at the support structures. As far bigger factors in why women leave than the work itself.
1: I'm sitting here as, you know, I'm saying, being from the legal profession in my first career and the hemorrhaging um, of female talent and the lack of advancement of female talent i'm like mm. my guess is if they asked that question about the work it wouldn't come out the same way um, <laughs> but <laughs> i think we'd have a different percentage in terms of people enjoying the work um, so this is very cool that in technology what i'm hearing what i'm going to say i'm feeling is that we don't need to fix the women the women are actually loving the work, they find driven, find purpose from it. So what other environmental factors um, stood out for you, things that people could do to tip the balance in favor um, for women staying in tech and maybe women in tech who are listening to this, things that they should be looking for um, when they're, you know, sort of, looking at all their prospects about all right what are things that could keep me here in tech what's what what is it that i need and then i can learn from on the basis of successful women who have stayed in technology
0: yeah it was really interesting to me because i almost felt like the 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 reasons that women cited leaving were the counter to the what is keeping women you know in the in the work and as i mentioned earlier those who stayed cited you know good and fair pay and benefits as a top reason for staying. And then when you look at the women who left, they're saying that lack of opportunity for advancement, company compensation that didn't meet their expectations or felt unfair compared to their peers were a top reason that they were leaving. And so I think that it's a clear message to, you know, employers again, that compensation and advancement are super important to retaining women. In fact, it was interesting that, you know, of the women who, only 27% of them said they never contemplated leaving. In fact, most of them, you know, had contemplated leaving at some point and cited that lack of advancement, unfair comp, or lack of management support as potential reasons that they would leave. And so I think that, you know, it's really important for women that are looking for roles to look at the environmental factors um, of those things like support, support from management and advancement opportunities as well as looking for companies that are really committed to, you know, pay equity. Um, The other thing I would just say to women is, you know, this field is offering amazing opportunities. It is booming with growth, unbelievable number of open jobs, and you can be compensated fairly. And that is just such a, you know, that's a formula for success right there. Um, And it's yeah, you know, really been important to me through my career, that I got to do this really cool, awesome, meaningful work that was constantly changing, constantly at the, the vanguard of innovation, and yet providing me the peace of mind that comes with financial independence, especially as a mother. So it's a, it's a win-win formula in my mind.
2: Kelly, can I jump in and ask a question here? Because we'll go a little deeper on the, uh, both for employers and for the women, in the survey you mentioned the importance of role models at the company you're working with, I would assume that it's would be advantageous for the women to find role models, and it's advantageous for the employers to encourage that. Would I, I know you talk about it in the survey.
0: Yeah, it was a really interesting finding when we tried to really dig, dig deeply into what were the differences between the women who left and the women who stayed, which was one of the things we were really trying to finesse. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, we didn't find that the women who left were unhappy with the work. So that wasn't a difference, right? It wasn't about their likeness of the work itself or not. That was that was not there. And I thought maybe we would see a big difference there. But one of the things that we did really see a big difference is, is how did women have w- role models at their company, other women who were role models to them? And for women who stayed, 75% said they had those role models, but women who left said only 44%. And then there was also this question around the importance of women as a peer group, both inside and outside the company. And again, it was really compelling that 45% of the women who stayed said it was critically important to have, you know, women as a peer group versus 23% of the women who left. And even at the bottom end, Mm. Women who were sort of neutral to not important on peer groups, uh, women who stayed um, were about half as likely to say it wasn't important as the women who left. So that idea that a women's peer group is important to success seems to be a really key differentiator and something that's you know pretty straightforward for companies to create an environment like we did with our Women in Tech program at Capital One. Um, so, I think those were, those were really key differences in the, the two groups.
1: You know, it's, it's so interesting that, that that point mirrors, you know, in terms of what are the networks. And, your, and, and I'm going to say and, and guess that this is also a factor of the individual, the importance you place on it, um, a, sto- a study of women out of, M- uh, out of an MBA program into leadership programs. And the women that they found who were most successful had distinctly different networks than the men who were successful and the men and women who were less successful. Less successful women had a network that mirrored successful men. But the successful women had this additional network, which was a, a tight clique or cohort of peers who helped and supported them. So it's, it's interesting that you're also seeing that, you know, in your survey results, Julie.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right, Kelly. It just, I found it compelling that it was, the question was about how important do you think this is? And so it, it is almost like placing that importance and that realization that providing that network of support for yourself is going to be important to help you thrive was really insightful to me um, and, and just, you know, a, a really key difference between the women who decided to stick around in tech versus those who left. And, and it sounds yeah. like it, in your work that it applies more broadly than just tech that really it's important to create that network of, of other women to support women. And something that I, I, I have to be honest, Kelly, you know, I feel like I undervalued a lot of my career. Um, I did manage to stick around, <laughs> but I think I undervalued that importance. And since huh. I've been working with the Women in Tech organization for the last five years, at Capital One, huh. I have found the tremendous value that comes from working with women. It has just been such a, a really cool experience for me Um that when you bring a group of women together around a sense of purpose, there's just like this magic happens and we really get things done and we can demonstrate that we can make a difference in the industry and we go out of our way to you know, really try to influence the success of other women and even get girls interested in tech. So I am, I am a new believer in just this really important component of, of bringing groups of women together to support each other in their success in their career
1: that's That's just awesome,
0: well, so for women who don't have aren't,
1: aren't so fortunate in a workplace to have um i want to say role models and perhaps role models look like them um doing that same job um what what are your suggestions if you're someone listening to this is in a less diverse workplace, what are the things they can do to find those role models
0: well i I think that it's important to go to you know, organizations or conferences or, you know, environments where you can meet up with other women. Um, You know, we've got the Grace Hopper Conference coming up. It's one of the most compelling places to be if you want to be around other women in tech and get super inspired and motivated. 25,000 women all in one place working in tech is pretty cool. Um, But there are also, you know, meetups in local communities. There are organizations like uh, Women Who Code, that have you know organizations locally that women can connect with to create those um, mentorship and support structures around them. Amazing. I want
1: to ask you one last thing. Sort of step past all of this uh, survey for a second. Given that we have, you know, regardless of the diversity uh, in technology, we have such a looming tech skills gap, um, and we have a world that is innovating and disrupting left, right, and center. Can you share a little uh, what Capital One is doing to prepare its employees for this dynamic and slightly uncertain landscape oh, of, of careers?
0: Yeah, such an important topic, right? Something that every CIO and CTO is wrestling with today is this, this you know, looming skills gap, the number of open roles, the speed at which skills are constantly changing and just the sheer scarcity of skilled talent in the workforce. And I'm really, you know, passionate around the connection point between diversity and inclusion and this looming skills gap because, quite honestly, if, you know, half the population or more just doesn't see themselves reflected in tech, I have a hard time believing that we're going to ever be able to, you know, really prepare for this problem that, you know, skills are obsolete in three to five years. There are, you know, nearly a million open jobs in tech now. So it's super important, I think, that we think differently about the profile of person that we are looking for in tech. You know, historically, I always say historically, there weren't computer science majors, so who filled all the tech roles? It was just people that were, you know, analytical-minded, mathematical-minded thinkers and were curious and willing to learn and, you know, really kind of consistent with this idea of growth mindset, you know, that people... Can be continuous learners, so we don't need to look for just fixed skills. Um, and I think that's so important when we think about how we're going to continue to provide, you know, avenues for people to get into tech and to stay relevant to upskill and reskill. I mean, it's just a constant um, effort that we have to pursue. So, to answer your question more directly about Capital One, we realized with our scale of 10,000 people working in tech that we were going to have to think differently about how we were going to continuously reskill with the rate of obsolescence. So we started our own Capital One Tech College. Um, We offer hundreds of courses. We let our associates be deans of the college or teach courses. And we really expect all of our tech associates to be able to um, take these courses. Um, We even offer courses for executives and product managers outside of tech to let them get the opportunity to learn what they need to know about tech to influence their business strategies. And um, I think that this makes room for this new profile of, of tech worker, where you know we really need to look at more at that aptitude and problem solving than you know the hard innate skills and be so fixed to computer science majors, for example. So another thing, and one of the things I'm I guess most excited and proud about in our work that we've done at Capital One was our CODA program or Capital One Developer Academy. Um, And we really originated this idea around why do people need to be computer science majors to get into tech, you know? My own personal experience, I was a math major and learned to code on the job. So knowing that the computer science field is so competitive and quite honestly, way less diverse than other majors, um, we decided to create this six month program where we bring um, recent college graduates in non-computer science related fields, and we bring them on, and we give them six months of training, and then they, after they learn to code, then they enter our regular technology development program that's a two-year rotation program. So it's really awesome. It's a much more um, diverse population in every way. Our, It's super successful. The leaders are really excited about the folks coming out of our CODA program because they're bringing, you know, a new perspective, a different background. than a um traditional computer science major so it's creating a nice addition to our population of tech associates
1: amazing 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 well i'll make sure in in the links and uh, show notes for for this uh, episode of the business builder show that in addition to this very cool women in tech survey as what's drive what's driven senior women in tech to be successful include some of these other links to this um, you know great work that you guys are doing that uh, you know, I, I say it would encourage other companies to to mirror and learn from. Um, Julie, it has been so great to talk to you. Thank you for coming on the Business Builder Show, and I look forward to seeing you in person soon.
0: Thanks, Kelly. Really appreciate the opportunity.
2: Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. To learn more about me, and I'm Marty Wolf. Go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's Marty Wolf. BusinessSolutions.com. To learn more about Kelly Hoey, go to her website, which is jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And of course, you can find Kelly and Marty on LinkedIn and Twitter. A reminder you can find all our Business Builder shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app.
0: Bringing the Business Classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.